Hi guys, welcome to Of One Mind Podcast. I'm your host, Alex, and I'm here with my wife, Miley. Hey guys. So today we're going to talk about having two kids under two years old. Um, we have kind of hinted at some things like this in our past podcast with our kids and them being so close, but today we want to dive into the details of everything that we experience on a day-to-day with having two under two. So we have Zara, she's four months old, and then Enzo is 21 months old. So they're 17 months apart. And honestly, I didn't mean to get pregnant with Zara. I feel like I just didn't want to go on birth control after Enzo because I just don't want to be on hormones. And so I was tracking my ovulation and ended up being off about it, obviously, and got pregnant with Zara. So not making that mistake again, I'm, I have the copper IUD now, so we're safe there. But basically, the whole situation is a little bit crazy. But I had Zara, and the first time Enzo met Zara, it wasn't, I don't feel like he was that interested in her. He just kind of, I don't know, he's confused and definitely jealous. He doesn't talk yet, and so I feel like it's hard for him to really be able to communicate his feelings, which makes it really hard for us. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, when we first brought Zara home, he kind of just looked at her like, cool. Yeah. (laughs) I want to go play. But I think over the last few months, he's definitely changed some ways for the better and some ways for the worse. Like, he's definitely interested in her. He likes to play with her and give her hugs and kisses, but he also likes to headbutt her and poke her in the eyes and sit on her head. Yeah, I don't know if that's a jealousy thing or what, but he, I can't leave them alone together because he'll hit her and yeah, sit on her, do all the things, but which that's been really hard because I feel like he doesn't understand. I mean, I feel like he does understand when I say no, but he doesn't listen. Yeah, he's a toddler, so that makes things fun. Yeah. Um, at first he was, I mean, at first, I think the first couple of months were pretty chill really. Cause Zara just kind of slept. And so yeah, it was kind of, don't do anything. So you can kind of just go set them in a bassinet and then I could just spend a lot of time with Enzo. Yeah. But I feel like over the last, like probably month, they both reached these new milestones where Zara is a lot more aware of what's going on and she's sitting up. And so she just really wants to be around Miley 24 seven. Yeah, Even she if she's not hungry, it's just right like, now. yeah, it's like, okay, I just want mom all the time. Yeah. So that's super hard. <laughs> that makes things kind of hard. Um, but we've, we've figured it out for the most part. But in addition to Zara being at that stage, Enzo's also at the toddler stage where for one, he doesn't listen to anyone or anything and usually tries to do the opposite of what you're asking him to do. Mm-hmm. And for two, he like, is really learning how to what's the word kind of I mean he's not talking but communicating to the point that like he's really good with sign language and can say like more and all done and point at this or that so he'll figure out exactly what he wants and tell you and if it's not to his liking he's mad and that's I mean that's pretty much our if you have a toddler you know what what we mean they just literally have to have everything the way that they want it or they just get pissed yeah so Enzo's feelings towards her have kind of fluctuated. I think he cares about her and he loves her. Like when she's sad, a lot of times he'll kind of come over and try to comfort her. He'll give her her binky. But then an hour later, he's 
punching her in the face. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He's got mixed emotions. Yeah. He'll the give emotions her kisses on the head. It's really cute. But I feel like one of the biggest things is like I wear Zara a lot, like baby wear with like a wrap or I have an ergo baby. And so I use that a lot during the day around the house just so I can still be moving around with Enzo but have her on me because she always wants me. I feel like that makes it a lot easier. Yeah. So another thing that we feel like has been beneficial with only having two kids, I mean, we're pretty new to parenting in general, but we're also pretty new to two under two. But I feel like (laughs) the biggest thing that is helpful at this stage of our life is that we kind of have man to man coverage. Like, like we said, Zara is pretty attached to Miley. And so Zara and Miley kind of just yeah. hang and out I'm all the time. And I'm also breastfeeding. So obviously there's that where I really am the only person that can feed her and comfort her majority of the time. Yeah. So Miley will kind of watch over Zara, keep her busy. And then I'm usually taking care of Enzo, which I just had surgery on my knee like six weeks ago. So I just barely got off crutches within the last 10 days. So that's been pretty hard for Miley because she's kind of had three babies sitting at home. Yeah, it's been crazy. But usually I'm definitely tired. <laughs> usually we have man to man coverage. So I'm taking care of Enzo doing everything with him and Miley's taking care of Zara. Yeah, I'm lucky because Alex is a super helpful husband. I feel like he doesn't just sit around when he's home. Even when he's working, he comes home and helps me with the bedtime routine, which I feel like is a huge benefit. Yeah, priorities. <laughs> but I think that's been helpful. I mean, w- one day, maybe if we build up the courage to have a third child, then we'll see how things change. But I feel like having one to one with each of the kids has definitely helped just because it's not too crazy most of the time. But things definitely start to get pretty hard. Like this past couple weeks, we've been doing a little bit more traveling. And honestly, that's kind of been a nightmare. Yeah, it's really hard. It throws off the sleep schedules and stuff. I feel like it's hard because Enzo's going through these tantrums and I feel like obviously it's hard for him to regulate his own emotions at this stage of his life. And so I've been reading this book. I can't remember what it's called. It's called Raising Good Good Humans. Humans. Yeah. And it talks a lot about how you just have to like allow tantrums and accept the emotions that come with the tantrum sometimes and you gotta it's important to like sit with your toddler and show them that it's okay to have those feelings in front of you and not just go shut them in a room even though it's really hard I've I feel like I've had to like really learn and be patient with myself with that because I hate loud noise me and Alex were just talking about this yesterday we both hate being in a lot of commotion and just loud noises just bug us a lot. So I feel like learning to do this has been really hard. But right now, that's just what Enzo needs is somebody who's going to stay with him through those hard emotions. Yeah, it's definitely been a big learning experience for me as well. Um, Like we were saying with the traveling, we've gone and seen both of our parents that live, they were only about four hours away, north and south. But yeah, we also tried to do our best to avoid screen time if we all if we can. And so sitting in the car, you know, especially with a a toddler, he gets pretty bored after a little while and starts wanting this or wanting that. And then it they just kind of work off of each other. Enzo starts to get upset and then Zara starts screaming and then they're both just screaming. Yeah, and and then I ended up 
in the middle seat between the two of them and it's just really awesome i'm just trying to entertain them the whole time <laughs> that's definitely not how it is all the time but the last couple of weeks especially have been super hard in that regard and then i think with enzo just being in a new environment like when we're staying with either one of our parents he's sleeping in an unfamiliar place unfamiliar bed it just makes things hard not having that consistent schedule so really we've almost come to the conclusion like of course we want to go see family of course we want to travel and do fun things but it's honestly almost easier to just stay home. Yeah, but it's also like just staying on that consistent schedule. Like every single night we get in the bath, read a book, and then pray and then go to bed. And we don't change that. Even when we leave the house, we still do, do those things because if we don't, he just cries and wants to get out of bed and never goes to sleep. And we put him down at eight every single night between eight and nine. And I feel like as soon as we started doing that, cause we didn't used to do that. Only the past couple months, we've really started actually doing a bedtime. But before that, it was so hard to get him to go to sleep. But now he knows it's coming and it helps a lot. Yeah, And obviously like with the two under two at bedtime, because I now put Zara to bed at the same time that I put Enzo to bed. So a lot of the time, Alex will be taking Enzo and getting him in the bath while I'm breastfeeding Zara and putting her to sleep. And then I come back out and read and do prayers with them. Yeah, I feel like it's been helpful with me being home over the past few weeks because of my knee surgery. But Miley, you're the one that's usually home with both of the kids, and you're the one that's really doing the schedule with Enzo. So why don't you just kind of talk a little bit about what the day-to-day -day schedule looks like with having a toddler, but then also adding in this newborn baby that you have to take care of and being home by yourself all day. Yeah. So usually I wake up in the morning before the kids because that's the only alone time I really get. So I'll wake up between six and seven every day and Enzo usually wakes up around nine-ish. And so I'll usually get Zara up before I wake Enzo up and get her dressed and changed and then it's it's kind of funny, but I will put her like in her bumbo, if you know what that is, or like a bouncer, and I'll set her up on a higher level, like on a countertop, so that Enzo can't reach her. And then I'll go get him, and he won't be able to get to her, which honestly, right now, that's the best thing to do because- That's almost the only thing that works. Yeah, it's the only thing that works, and Zara's happy as long as she's sitting straight up. So I feel like, I mean, that's what really helps. Like right now they're so, Zara's so little that she can't really play. And so it's really just about keeping her safe while also keeping Enzo happy. So keeping that temptation from him, like is really the best, best thing right now. And so usually throughout the day, that's what I, what I'll do is just kind of keep her up when I have to feed her. I'll try to give Enzo a book or find like a little activity for him to do, like read, like read his book or play with blocks, something along those lines. And then to keep him occupied, because sometimes he'll try to climb on me while I'm breastfeeding and it's really hard because he is also a big boy. He like will full on jump on me and it hurts. <laughs> so I, I always have to try to keep him distracted. And like we talked about earlier is like, we try not to do screen time 
Um, when we do do screen time, it's only Miss Rachel. And we've watched Bluey in the past, but I've kind of just gone back to Miss Rachel just because it's not overstimulating. And I feel like Enzo's like overall mood has been better since limiting screen time. Not that we ever did a lot of screen time, but I feel like we've done a lot less lately. And I feel like it's, I don't know, it's really beneficial and important. Yeah. I think it's just kind of been a learning experience as we go day to day, just because Enzo's mood seems to be changing a lot. I mean, he's going through different stages and kind of what Miley hinted at earlier is just emotions are hard for adults, but emotions are especially hard for toddlers. And so being able to manage his emotions, because I mean, just the smallest thing can set him off and he's on the floor screaming and crying. And so I think that's been kind of a a process of learning for us. And Miley mentioned that she's been reading this book that dives into a lot of that type of stuff. I haven't read that book and I'm not too sure um, what it talks about. I recommend it. But yeah, I think all around, it's just a matter of accepting the emotions of Enzo because he's really the one that we're trying to keep happy. I mean, Zara wants a boob or a binky and she's usually good to go <laughs> but Enzo not the case he likes to eat paper and books and everything else you can think of so yeah another thing that's important when your toddler is crying is to get down on their level because a lot of the time we're intimidating as adults because we're way taller and bigger than them and so when we're talking down to them it actually can make things worse and just make them scared so it's important to get down to their level and just stay calm. I know it's really hard, especially when your toddler is yelling and throwing themselves everywhere to stay calm. But if anything, it's better to go take a step in the other room and like take a few deep breaths than yell at your child. Just try to stay present with them. Yeah, that reminds me of a podcast that I was listening to last week that was, I think it was specifically talking to introverts on basic, basically ways to better your communication skills. But one of the key parts of communication is listening. And in this podcast, he talks about, I can't remember who um, who this researcher or person was that made this uh saying but basically it's it's that you should communicate with love and not l-o-v-e love but l-u-v and the l-u-v stands for listen understand and validate and a couple of the other phrases that i really liked in that podcast was even if you don't agree you can still validate them don't place your opinions on other people it's okay to see people's views understand where they're coming from even if you don't necessarily agree with what they're saying yeah and then the other thing is that every person is doing the best with what with what they have. Yeah. And so I've really been trying to use that not only with my communication skills with adults, but also trying to think about that same thing with a little toddler. I mean, with thinking about Enzo and that last phrase, every person is doing the best with what they have. I mean, this kid's 20 months old. There's not a lot that he has. He doesn't yeah. know much different than and the things that we show him every single day. Very well. So, so it's important for us to try to do our best to understand what he's saying and what he wants, which, I mean, he's a toddler. So there's obviously a lot of the things that he wants that are not okay. He can't walk around with a steak knife like he wants to, or he can't have things that he 
thinks that he needs that obviously we're not going to give him. So it's different, but I also feel like that saying of communicating with love, L-U-V, mm-hmm. can be applied to anybody just because if you're getting on their level, listening, understanding, trying to validate their feelings, it's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel mad about this. So feel the feels and let's move on. What's next? Let's go play. Let's go outside. Let's go to the park. Yeah. So I feel like trying to incorporate that, incorporate that as a father with my toddler is something that I've really been trying to do as well. Yeah. And then another thing from that book that I've been reading is RAIN, which stands for Recognize, Allow, Investigate, and Nurture. So recognizing the emotion that they're feeling and then telling them that it's okay, basically. Allowing it, just allowing the emotion to be present, investigating the reason why they would be having that emotion. So Maybe if, you're, if your toddler's on the ground crying, maybe they just want attention. Maybe they don't feel like they're getting their needs met. And then you can kind of come from a different place when you're coming to try to comfort them. And then nurture, obviously, just be there for a hug. Um, or just be, like, literally just being there silently with them is so important. They'll just recognize that and come to you in the future and when as they get older yeah i know it's not too recent that we were looking into it but i know at some point in the past we were looking into a study that that had basically shown that i think it was only like 15 to 20 minutes per day of strict one-on-one time with your baby or your toddler is essentially all that they need to feel enough security and nurturing and love from you as the parent yeah which I feel like we try a lot harder than that. I mean, I think we spend up to hours with one-on-one time with Enzo because it's because we're able yeah. to at this point. But I feel like it's hard because there's also a lot of personal things that we have figured out that we need to do to be the best parents that we can be. Yeah. But one of the biggest things that I think has made a difference with Enzo is going outside every day. And we usually try to go on a walk in the morning, but he's just in the stroller. And then at some point in the afternoon, usually when school's out, we will go to the park. Just the park that's right by our house is actually a school. And so that's why I say yeah. when school's out, not like Enzo's in school, but we usually try to go to the park, let him kind of get the wiggles out, run around. And I think that helps just yeah, getting it outside. Tires him out. And then I feel like it makes it easier when you're not doing screen time because obviously he's going to get bored at home. And so getting outside every day is good for not only the kids, but also us because just getting that fresh air is sometimes what you need. Miley, what other tips and recommendations would you give as the mom? I feel like just being patient with yourself because there's going to be days that are really hard. Like sometimes I'm just extremely touched out by the end of the day. I'm like, everybody's been climbing on me and I just feel like just being patient and um, having self-compassion for yourself and you're going to mess up sometimes and that's okay. But I feel like really just me giving Enzo that one-on-one time, like he said, like 15 to 20 minutes a day without Zara. Like I'll try to leave Zara with Alex at the end of the day and just go downstairs. We have this little playroom in our basement and I just sit down there with him and talk to him, read him books, play blocks with him and just really like put all my attention on him listen to him. And I feel like it makes such a huge difference. And then also at bedtime, 
I always fill Enzo's cup. So I'll always tell him, you know, the things that I enjoyed about him that day, how much I love him, how much I appreciate being his mom. I obviously don't like say these things every single day because then that wouldn't make it special. But I try to tell him the things that I had fun doing with him that day. And I feel like it's just teamwork. I mean, really, I feel like without Alex, I don't really know what I would do. I feel like from the father figure role, I feel that Enzo, I just feel like my relationship with Enzo is very different than his mother. And I think Miley is such a great mother to both of our children. She's really dedicated. She's constantly doing research on things and reading books and everything that you can think of to try to be a better mom. And there's no such thing as perfect parents. And I've learned that especially. I mean, I, I can definitely say my kids and my family are a priority, but I mean, I've only been married for three years. We only have two kids and I've still made mistakes that I think everybody makes. But um, I saw a video recently about basically if you're stressed out with your kids, if you feel like you need to do more and you're not doing enough and things like that, that's really the most important part of being a good parent. Because if you feel those type of feelings, that means that you're actively trying. That means that you're wanting to do better. That means you're wanting to be the best parent that you can. And really, that's the first step is just being aware that you're aware and trying to make those subtle changes. Again, we're pretty new to this. We don't know. We're not experts in the matter by any means. But that is something that we try to do every single day is, you know, trial and error with our toddler and see what do they like? What do they not like? Which I don't think toddlers are the best uh, best people to be doing an experiment with that because they're so fluid in their emotions. But <laughs> regardless, I think it's just a matter of, of constant effort. And if you're stressed out, if you have hard days, if you end the day with just, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can do this again. I think that's a good sign because that means you're actually trying. Yeah. Me and Miley were talking about this yesterday about how the last couple of weeks have just seemed to be so hard with both the kids. And it was, wasn't really like that early on, but that's a good sign because that means we're really trying because it, it would honestly be pretty easy for us to just throw on YouTube videos all day and just let them sit there and stare at a screen, yeah. which we don't feel like that's the best way to raise our kids or that's the best thing for their brain development and so forth. So that's something that we don't choose to do or we do as little as possible kind of as a last resort. But I don't know. I feel like... I just want to remind everybody of that because I feel like it kind of helped me feel better about my insecurities as a parent. If you're stressed out, if you feel overwhelmed, if you end the the day with just, wow, that was a lot, that's because you're trying to be a good parent and that's super important. Yeah, and one thing I wanted to add is if you do do screen time because you just need a break, that's totally understandable. And we're not trying to like make you feel better bad about that. Meeting your own needs is extremely important. So Alex and I will both take turns taking breaks. Like we'll go to the gym or we'll hang out with our friends once a week or whatever we want to do to have some self-care. I feel like that's so important to not get burned out being a parent, especially with having two under two with how crazy it is. I feel like, I mean, really the reality of the situation no matter what tips we give it's still crazy yeah I think the biggest thing with 
really life in general is that you can't be the best at whatever you're doing until you're you are your best self. And so over the last few months, especially we've tried to focus on activities that really help us become our best selves, which we've kind of discussed that a little bit in our previous podcast in uh, episode number three, about our five habits that we try to do every day. But I think as a parent, a lot of the times you bring home this precious little baby, you know, you've been waiting nine months, you've gone through this experience together with your spouse, and the baby comes home and the baby's 100% dependent on everything. Mm -hmm. And so I think as parents, because we love and care about our children, we tend to think, okay, well, the things that I like to do are going to have to just be pushed to the back burner, which of course, that is the way that it is to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it's extremely important to prioritize your time well enough that if it allows that you can still do the things that you enjoy. So for me, I like to go to the gym, I like to sometimes hang out with friends, I like to just have a little bit of time to myself. And I feel like that makes me a better father, a better husband, and overall just makes me a lot more present in the other aspects of my life when I'm able to take a little bit of time for my personal life. I feel like being staying present with them is really what's most important. And if we're not going to meet our own needs, we won't be able to be present with them because we'll just be stressed and overwhelmed. And that's just not helpful for anyone. Absolutely. I'm reading a book right now called Atomic Habits. And you guys have probably heard of it. It's by James Clear. Super awesome book. I've read it a couple times. But in the section that I read this morning, he talked about when we're trying to add in new habits, it's important that we set up a time and a location. For example, if you spend time in your bed scrolling through social media, reading books, or you have a TV in your room and you watch a lot of TV in your bedroom, your bedroom becomes more than just a place that you sleep. But if you only go to your bed when you're going to sleep, once you get into your bed, your your mind knows, okay, it's time to go to bed. Mm -hmm. And the same thing with separating the the work-life balance. You know, it's kind of hard with phones nowadays because you can really do anything anywhere, which is a huge convenience, obviously. But at the same time, in reference to being home with your family and especially being present with your kids, I have found that it's super important that if I'm home and I'm there with Enzo, playing with Enzo, that my phone is nowhere in the room because I will look at it yeah. and I will get distracted and I will move my attention from him onto whatever stupid thing I'm doing on my phone. And so we kind of have a little podcast room in our home where that's kind of the works workspace where... I have a computer, we do our podcasts, I read books. It's just kind of the space where I go to focus on myself in whatever way. But the rest of the time, I, I try to make it that when I step out of the room, it's time for family. I'm in my house, I'm here with my wife, I'm here with my kids. And so my entire attention and focus is on them. And I leave myself and my selfish interests in that room or at work or wherever it's appropriate that they should be. Yeah. Another thing that I forgot to add is every morning for the first hour of the day, I don't even look at my phone. I just keep it plugged in on the charger. And so that way I can get everything done and be able to pay more attention to my kids. And then also in the afternoon after Enzo wakes up, I'll leave my phone up in my room while we come downstairs and play or go to the park just so I can keep that distraction away because I, I know it's hard to stay off my phone. Like if the temptations are like Alex said, like it's going to happen. So I know if I keep it in a place where I know I'm not going to be able to have access to it, 
I'm not going to feel the temptation. Like today I, we went out to breakfast and went on our walk and I just kept my phone at home and it's great to just have that quality time with your family. Absolutely. Any other tips or recommendations you want to say, Miley? I mean, I feel like, like I said, just baby wearing, I feel like is super, super beneficial. Um, I feel like having like little, I'll prepare little meals for Enzo and just keep them in the fridge. Like I make these little pancakes and put them in the fridge and it just makes it easy for me to just pop those in the toaster and have like a meal ready for him. And so I don't have to be making food. I feel like just doing the little things in advance to make the next day easier is extremely helpful when you have two little kids that need you 24-7. It just takes one thing off your to-do list. Do you have any more tips, Alex? I don't think so. I mean, I feel like it's just, I think the biggest thing for me that I've learned being a dad is just being present because Enzo, a lot of times he'll come up and like, if I'm looking at my phone when he wants to play, he'll come up and like take my phone and throw it across the room, which I'm like, great reminder. You're right. And so I just think it's a matter of making it the focus. I mean, if you're if you're going to be present then be present, it's just a matter of, like I said, that work life balance. I mean, you got to you got to put your family first. Your family's way more important. You know, your job, my job, I guess, especially, you know, I don't really think they care about me. I'm just a number. They need me there to feed fit their needs, but otherwise my family needs me all the time and they will miss me if I'm gone. So just be present if you're going to be present. If you, if you need to step out and go be on your phone, make a call, check an email, just leave the room for a few minutes. Yeah. And I know we touched on meditation last time, but I feel like meditation is so important and has helped me because I have a hard time staying present because my mind's constantly going, but Every single morning for like we talked about in the last episode for 15 minutes, I will meditate and I feel like that helps me throughout the day just come back through mindfulness. So do you think we're going to have two more kids? (laughs) Right now, I'm happy with two. I feel like I don't even want to think about kids for at least four more years. Alex is actually going to school. nurse anesthesia school in Pennsylvania here in a couple months and I am pretty much going to be single mom I've already decided (laughs) but um I feel like I'm right now I am good with two and I'm going to keep my IUD in until he's done with school and then we'll talk but yeah I'm happy because I we also have a boy and a girl and so it's nice that we got that right off the bat because I'm pretty happy with it and I feel good about it right now. But like I said, it has been hard, but it's also been good in so many ways. And I know as they get older, they're going to be best friends. Yeah. And I'm so excited for them to be able to play together and just have that strong bond. And I feel bad if I do have another kid because they're going to probably be a little bit. I mean, obviously, they're going to be farther apart. But I mean, we'll talk about it later. What do you think? <laughs> I mean, before we started having kids, we thought we wanted quite a few but now that we have two I think those feelings have changed a little bit it's definitely a big responsibility and I mean it should be it shouldn't be taken lightly but at the same time it's been 
one of the biggest blessings of life. I mean, there's there's nothing like having kids and yeah. all the work that you put in that sometimes seems to be completely unappreciated by your kids because if you're not giving them what they want in that second, they don't seem to care much. But those nightly hugs and kisses and cuddles make it all worth it. So, 100%. We love them and we just want to be able to give them as much of our attention. That's why we don't know if we want to have a lot more kids. I mean, like we'd have at the most four kids we've talked about because we want to be able to give them each undivided attention. Alrighty guys. Well, thanks for joining us today. Kind of an interesting podcast. We just uh, feel like parenting and two under two is a big part of our life. So it's something that we kind of wanted to touch on and just discuss the the ins and outs and the day to day of, of what it's like for us. So if you uh, have any questions or want to comment anything, you can actually do it right on the Spotify app. If that's where you're listening. If not, we have Instagram at, or yeah, at of one mind with Alex and Miley. Um, give us a follow. We like to post content on there as well. Yeah. So thanks for listening and we will talk to you next week. See you guys.